Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. They've designed must-have travel styles for when you need to jet. The lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit make these shoes some of the most packable styles ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Take the Super Light Tree Runner on your next adventure. Its cushy, lightweight foam midsole supports every step, and the extra outsole traction gives you the grip to just go for it. The Eucalyptus Fiber Upper adds next-level breathability to keep you going all day. Plus, the Super Light Tree Runner is comfortable and ready to go right out of the box. So, what can you do in a Super Light shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. It's time to go inside the film room with veteran scout and coach Chris Landry and Scott Seidenberg breaking down college football from a different angle. It's the College Football Film Room Podcast. Coming inside the College Football Film Room, I'm Scott Seidenberg, joined as always by veteran scout coach and consultant Chris Landry from LandryFootball.com. Coming up a little later on the episode, we will have a very special guest, Ryan Steelberg. He's the co-founder and president of a company called Veritone. They uh, specialize in artificial intelligence. They specialize in artificial intelligence. And what does that mean for this college football podcast? Well, they have a new website called draftclips.com where you can find archived video footage of pretty much every top prospect in the upcoming NFL draft, organized by player, organized by school, organized by play type. So we'll learn more about draftclips.com coming up in just a few minutes. But Chris, as the sports world and the entire world continues to deal with the impact of COVID-19 and the lockdown and shutdown of sports and our normal lifestyles, the financial impact is being felt in terms of the lack of college football or the potential lack of college football. And I don't think this is something that people have talked about much when it comes to when or if these sports will come back is the financial impact that the sport has, not just on a school, Chris, but on the athletic programs as it relates to other sports. Oh, it's look, I mean, the the thing that I think people miss and, uh, everyone talks in the sports world, sports talk radio. They talk about college football and college basketball, and those two sports make money. Uh, mostly college football makes money, and the NCAA basketball tournament, w- w- which we lost this year, makes a ton of money, and that supports all the other sports. Um, next in line by that, it's a huge, huge, tremend- tremendous drop, but you have college baseball and college hockey in at its best, at the programs that do it best, can maybe break even and maybe make a little money. So where they're not a drain, the rest of the programs lose money. And I'm talking about lots of money. And this is going to cause if we, you know, and, and so the spring has not cost a lot of money outside the NCAA basketball tournament, which was a lot. But a lot of schools are looking at how this is going to affect other sports, the non-revenue sports. One of the issues that I've always said and had, I I have nothing against 
the non-revenue sports. I think it's a great opportunity for those young men and women to play. You got Title IX involved where you got to have as many scholarships for women as men. And I, I think that's great as well. But, you know, the bottom line is all those sports lose money. And so when everybody talks about, we're going to pay this, we're going to do that, and all this money, this, there's not that much money because the money that comes in, it's going out as fast as it's coming in in most cases. You take away the revenue-producing sport, and then you got people in a world of hurt. You've got programs that likely are going to be stopped. We had Cincinnati. Uh, the University of Cincinnati dropped soccer, a very popular sport in this country. Now, they wanted to put their financial resources elsewhere because they're kind of tightening up their belt. And you're going to see kind of group of five-level programs and certainly lower than that. They're going to have to look at, wait a minute, what are we doing now? At bigger-time programs, you better believe it's expensive to have a volleyball team in the SEC or the Big Ten. I mean, it's not real. You know, you're going from Pennsylvania to Minnesota and Nebraska, and, you know, you're flat. That's a lot of money, and it's what the expenses associated with those sports, more than the scholarships with the travel, are significant, and they're going to have to be some tightening of the belt, and that may include, look, let's, let's maybe look at how we're doing this. Maybe should, and I'm a big believer in sports-specific conferences, meaning if you're in Louisiana, you're in New York, you're in Pennsylvania, you know, who says you got to, at Penn State, got to gotta compete for a volleyball championship in the Big Ten? I know it sounds like heresy, but you know what? Play, you know, Pennsylvania League. I mean, you know, you know get on a bus and travel. Now, that, that may not be very popular, but the reality is, if we don't have the cash cow of football, there's going to be a lot of things that are going to be looked at and said, you know, if you want your program, here's how it's going to have to be. This is what we're going to have to do. And it's going to cause a lot of financial strife on a lot of folks. And it's also going to cost perhaps some big time football programs that, you know, you look at all the staffs and support staffs. Some of that's going to have to be looked at. Um, all those things that are driving up a lot of costs associated with the sports. Uh, it is fine as long as the river flowing full of money comes in. You you lock that up and you don't have that coming in, you got some real problems. And there are a lot of people sweating bullets right now because no one knows whether we're going to play a delayed season, which, by the way, Scott, is why they are looking at every option. I am told that if they have to, they don't want to. But the worst-case scenario is you can't play college football at all. But I'm told that if they can't do it, they would absolutely figure out some way, shape, or form to play it in the in the winter and spring if they had to. That's how important the financial aspect of college football is to athletics, that if they got to do it, and it, that it is so important that it will, even if it affects, you know, spring sports or what have you, it's that important that they're going to try to fit it in. Now, how do you do it? How do you finish up in May and then turn around and have football season next August again? I mean, nobody knows. Everybody's in a in a fog trying to figure out what the bleep to do because nobody knows. We'll get back into the podcast in just a minute, but I wanted to talk to you guys about our sponsors at True Classic Tees. Sure, we're in quarantine and not leaving the house. And while you're kicking it around the house, you want to be comfortable, right? 
That's why I wear the most comfortable T-shirt that I own, and it's from True Classic Tees. They're a company based out of L.A. They're certainly on the rise. Their T-shirts are so soft, they hold up in the wash, and they're incredibly versatile. I can wear them while I'm sitting on the couch in quarantine, or I can wear them when I go out and look stylish. And the best part is that they're incredibly cheap, only 15 bucks. And now you can get them for even less. So go to trueclassictees.com and use the code at checkout, B-L-E-A-V, for 20% off. That's believe, B-L-E-A-V, at trueclassictees.com. It's it's certainly, it's unbelievable. Um, and a quote from uh, Pete Thamel uh, of Yahoo wrote an article about this today. And his one of the quotes from the article said, Quote, athletic directors are using this as a reset. And that's a scary thought, Chris, that, yeah. they, that this is their opportunity now all of a sudden to cut their budgets because they're realizing, you know, the lack of funding that's coming in uh, with, with, with no college football. And, Certainly, And, and if it you're going to have to start paying athletes, like we tell you, if you're going to have to start paying athletes, you know, you're going to have to cut how much travel your volleyball and your, your gymnastic teams because – I'm going to tell you, I've been in those meetings. I can tell you back in the 80s, the millions of dollars spent on travel for sports. You multiply that times how much more it is now. Um, man, you know, I mean, I know right now the economy is bad. You can fly and, and the gas is pretty cheap. But hotel rooms and everything compared to what it was 30, 40 years ago, my goodness, it, it, it is far more expensive. Now, there's a lot more money coming in. And I realize it's programming for the SEC network and Big Ten network, but they're going to have to look at things. They're going to have to maybe really do hit a reset button to say, you know what, we need to look. If we're going to have these sports, we're going to have to do it in a more economical sense, and we're going to have to work on a much tighter budget for the non-revenue sports, and then we're going to have to be careful with how we do some of the other things and not be so extravagant, and we better, you know, maybe put money away in a war chest because as much as we hate to think about it, we better be prepared for something like this. Again, we see this as a country that we weren't quite prepared for what's going on, but certainly uh, the college athletic scene has been hit between the eyes on how to deal with this. Cause no one ever thought they'd ever have to deal with no football season. How do no. we do with that financially? No one ever in there, in there, in there, even people who are responsible for thinking ahead, no one ever thought in terms of this. There's no answers for now. They they have to figure this on the fly. And, you know, we'll, we'll see how this plays out. And, and it, they're going to all take the directives from, um, you know, the council on, on uh, the, the, our health officials and the mm-hmm. decisions that they make. But, you know, from a financial management standpoint everybody's trying to figure this out and say well wait a minute how are we going to deal with this and what are we going to do how much is it going to cost it will cost without a football season an average of 80 million dollars a year per school just let that sink in for you 70 to 80 million dollars a year per school some more but that's an average multiply that times everybody playing mm-hmm. uh, that's again an average so some it's going to cost big time schools would make a lot more money others don't make a lot that's an average that you start figuring out how much of that money goes it completely pays for the entire budget of the other sports you wipe that out i mean where are you going to get the money for the other sports the answer is 
You don't. I mean, it, yeah. it, you know, it's it's government subsidies. I mean, what what are you going to do and where do you go with that? When we're trying to make sure that food banks are open, that's not going to be high on the agenda. It's it's going to be a big time issue that's going to have to be addressed, no doubt about it. Well, let's transition, Chris, uh, from everything that's going on right now to what we will have in, in a couple of weeks, and that is the NFL draft. And let's welcome in our featured guest. He is Ryan Steelberg, uh, the co-founder, president, CEO of Veritone, which is an artificial intelligence company that is the parent company of DraftClips.com, a website where you can find all archived video footage of the top prospects here in the NFL draft. And Ryan joins us here on the College Football Film Room podcast. Ryan, tell us about DraftClips.com. It's kind of like opening up Pandora's box. I mean, if the, you know, the history of this is pretty, you know, Veritone licensing, you know, we've been exclusively representing a lot of this collegiate content from a licensing perspective. You know, think of us like the Getty, the Getty of video for sports. Mm-hmm. And, and so, and so we, we have about 34 major properties that, that, you know, they hire us to help, you know, manage and index and license their content primarily for editorial use and a lot of commercial work, you know, productions and, and the like. You know, when this whole phenomena broke, you know, and sports just went off the air, and as you guys know, most, most productions, video productions just stopped. Um, you know, we went to NCAA, we went to College World Playoffs, all of our partners, um, and said, hey, you know, can we, can we do this? Can we just do, you know, can we open up the vault and, you know, just try to publish a curated list of as much tonnage of footage as we possibly can, you know, from, from all these games, you know, going back years. And they, they very quickly, I mean, within a couple, 48 hours, you know, all of them said, yes, we love it. And so but, you know, that's what happened. And, you know, now, you know, just I, I look at this as kind of the tip of the iceberg. I mean, once, you know, you can appreciate, you kind of touched on it, is the amount of inquiries we, that we've received from all walks of life, from, to, from scouts to teams to just fans. You know, everybody is fascinated and inter- interested about draft clips. But they all want more, and we and we have a we have, let's say we have a long list of asks of what we can do. We need more footage of this player, or <laughs> do you have do you have more metadata? Like, okay, great. What about down and distance and stuff like that? So it, it's I'm I'm for sure going to follow you up with you, Chris, because I think you know one of the primary personas that we want to make sure that this caters to is not just the casual fan, but I mean, if, you know, can this turn into an equally you know powerful tool for you know recruiting and scouts? We'll get back into the podcast in just a minute. But first, with no more sports on as of now, there's really not much you can bet on. Or so you thought. There's so much action you could still have at betonline.ag. There's eSports, American Idol, Big Brother, The Elections, The Spelling Bee. You could bet on the Masked Singer, Kitty Plus 400, by the way. There's $750,000 poker series as well. There's so much fun to be had. So go to betonline.ag and use the promo code MYPOD100 to receive your welcome bonus on your first deposit. Again, that's betonline.ag and use the promo code MYPOD100. I love their Madden Sims as well. I think I'm 3-0 so far on Madden Sims. Again, betonline.ag. The promo code is MYPOD100. BetOnline. Your online wagering experts. How did an AI company kind of get involved in the sports world? I know that we're 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 using all of these now uh, web-based technologies and artificial intelligence, whether it's sports training or sports information. But how did you guys at Veritone then come to like where did where did it start to get to the point where now we are having DraftClips.com and could actually parlay this into other sports and and even diving further into the sports world? 
Yep. <clears throat> so you know, my brother and I started this business. We, we, one of the companies that we owned was a media agency. And it was called um, ROI Media Direct. You know, you guys may know of it. I think they, you know, they place a lot of, you know, historical media on a lot of sports, you know, radio properties historically. And we, we've owned that, that company, you know, for, for years. And what, 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 they, what really made them unique is they did a, a ton of live host endorsed ads, right, as compared to, you know, the, the interruptive, you know, stop set commercial breaks. And they ran into a problem about, you know, in 2013, and, and, and they said, we were, we're having problems verifying clearance. So, you know, we don't know when, you know, X host is actually doing the live read. Did they do it correctly? Um, and was, so it became so inefficient and expensive to try to manage these live reads, which, as you guys know, perform very, very well for sponsors and brands, that we had to come up with some technology solution to programmatically, without having humans, you know, watch shows and, and watch and listen to thousands of affiliate stations, could we use robots to listen to the programming and be able to pull out and saying, okay, yes, Rush Limbaugh did successfully talk about LifeLock and for this long. And it started like that, you know, one small little project that we sort of, we, we quickly went around and, and built a, a framework, a null net framework to spin up to try to analyze the content. And ultimately we, we ended up partnering with Microsoft for our first version. And we launched, you know, the, the initial Veritone platform which did nothing more than listen to thousands of radio stations and just be able to extract programmatically when live reads occurred. And, and from that point, it just snowballed. Um, we started adding a ton of, you know, um, machine, you know, and vision um, technologies, OCR, object detection, face detection. And so now think about us as we are this, you know, a platform that can support all these different um, cognitive models that think of them just as millions of different human brains analyzing footage. You know, I mean, instead of having you know thousands of taggers or loggers, you don't need that anymore. You have you have machines that do it all. So that's how it started. And then we started licensing the software to media companies. You know, Fox, ESPN, um, Disney, um, CNBC, Bloomberg, you know, iHeartMedia. All these now are customers of ours that that we basically do the same thing that we've been doing for years. Is we ingest all the content, we index it. And, and what that does is allows them, again, to do air checks, you know, analyze live reads, do, you know, do program analysis. Um, and so that's, that's what we're doing. And so how we got into sports was, so now I have this technology core. Where, where are the industries, the pockets of opportunity that I could apply this tech to? Um, the, the, the huge archives of sports content. Um, and it doesn't have necessarily have to be just sports. It could be news. Um, if you look at CBS News archive, it goes back 50 years. If I look at the, the library of the NFL that goes back, you know, you know, several decades, there's tons of content. No humans are going to sift through that and organize it. And so that's where we, we made an acquisition of a company called Wazi Digital, which you may know if you watch, you know, you know Sports Center at night or, you know, Fox and FS1 and you see the credits at the end. Today, you'll see Baritone at the very end. And so we bought one of the large, um, you know, licensing management firms called Wazi Digital. And, and we bought that specifically because we felt we can overlay our technology on it and really, let's just say, activate that content to a whole nother level. So fast forward today is, you know, we, we now have used AI to index and package and analyze these thousands and thousands of hours of sports programming. And, and what's so cool about draft clips, and I think this is going to become the new normal, is if you watch some of the clips on like Joe Burrow, 
and you watch one clip, the clip is like four minutes long. You're like, why is it four minutes long on the same play? Because we're ingesting both the clean and the dirty things, meaning you guys are watching a game, right? They have 15 up, up to 50 cameras at, at different times. So we have every single angle. You, when you're watching television, obviously are only want, watching one angle at a time, right? But now, we, you know, if you were trying to analyze a play or the footwork of a quarterback when he's dropping back under pressure, you can now view him from multiple angles without candidly having to have, you know, 3D imaging everywhere. So AI is just simply, think of it as just a simple tool that greatly augments the human element to, to sift through this tonnage of content to package, organize, and help distribute. Well, so as it relates to video, are you getting the video, the sources being just television? That's obviously the, the, the sources of which you get the video from, correct? And obviously, do, do you have the license to be able to use it and put it up? How, how does that whole process work? Right. So for most of our partners, we get the, you know, every different content source has a different hold period before it becomes readily available to license. So usually um, we get it in near real time. So the second it airs, or even in some instances, you know, before the broadcast delay, as soon as that's coming, you know, going live, boom, we, it gets ingested into our cloud and we start indexing it and getting it ready for, for licensing. So, that, so that's kind of across the board. In some instances, like the Masters, we're actually on site in the trucks at the Masters, and we do the same thing. Um, so we're ingesting all the content, and, and we actually start doing a lot of the prep work like there um, in, in the trucks. So, you, so getting the content is near real time as it's being aired. And then based upon the different types of programming it is, um, for example, with CBS News, you know, they, um, for a lot of their local footage, um, you know, we can get access to the content and, and license it out to editorial groups or to production houses in near real time. Um, in other instances where, where they feel more premium, like um, uh, what is it, 48 hours, for example, um, they, there's a whole period of up to seven days. So sports, each sports is very similar. So, they, so when, let's just say, of a variable a period of time between, day, you know, one day and a week, that content now becomes available for editorial pickups. Um, also for production work. So when you see a lot of these, all these custom shows being produced um, that, that have legacy footage from NCAA and they're creating, you know, a 30 on 30 or some proprietary program, a lot of that con content is coming from us. Did that answer your question? Yeah, yeah. So basically after that whole period, it's fair game to be able to use um, for people like yourself. Correct. You got to pay for it. And we're the, we're the broker that helps manage that, that the, the licensing of that content. And obviously, there's different rules whether you want to use the content for commercial use, like in a, in a media or, or an advertisement commercial, or you want to use it for editorial purposes, somewhat similar to, a, you know, an AP images or a Getty images. Mm -hmm. We'll jump right back into the podcast in just a minute. But you guys know applying for a job can be a pain in the rear end. And if you're hiring someone... That could be just as stressful. The perfect hire can have an impact on your business for years to come. And the only place to find the perfect hire is on LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has over 675 million members worldwide. LinkedIn Jobs screens candidates with the hard and soft skills you're looking for so you can hire the right person fast. LinkedIn looks beyond the work skills and puts your job post in front of qualified candidates who match your business requirements perfectly. It's no wonder a person is hired every 
every eight seconds with LinkedIn and why companies rated LinkedIn Jobs the number one hiring platform for delivering quality hires. Find the right person for your business today with LinkedIn Jobs. You can pay what you want and get the first $50 off. Just visit linkedin.com slash team. Again, that's linkedin.com slash team to get $50 off your first job post. Terms and conditions apply. Do you see this as, as revolutionizing the way that scouts like Chris Landry, for example, uh, do their jobs. You know, Chris, now I'm, I'm thinking of you this whole time, Chris, because you could just go to draft clips and now type in a player and you have all these videos and all these different angles. You all, you, you don't, you, you, you can stop putting in the game film. You know, Chris, you watch hours and hours of film a week. Now this is all archived for you. Well, the thing about, and this is uh, certainly similar that is have been in place for those of us in the football business. So typically how this works is when everybody, every, every college and every NFL team has their own video staff. And it used to be when I started back in the old days with 16 millimeter film and then beta cam and, uh, and it was SVHS and beta cam and all that. And well, we've gravitated towards digital. So every, every practice and every game is shot from different angles every play is cataloged and it's cataloged according to certain criteria, you know, so down in distance and, you know, uh, so basically you can pull up, you know, so I can go through and I get my stuff through the teams that I work for. So, and, it, and it's done in a way that I can already call up. Like if I wanted to see all of Joe Burrow's throws on, you know, I don't know, third and long, it'll call just those up. So I already have access to that. Now I have access to my scouting work. I can't use that. I can't give it to anybody. I can't, you know, put it out there or or put it on my website for fans to see because that's proprietary stuff. Uh, But, but, you know, what, you know, what they're obviously running them doing is, is basically a similar thing, but maybe taking TV footage and given that for fans, which is really good because, you know, we're seeing some of that today in the NFL where people can see all 22. Uh, but most people, you know, when you sit there and you talk about evaluating players, it's good to be able to provide to them a visual where they can go to someplace like this outfit that can that can take a look at, well, they've seen these guys play, but now we can go ahead and watch whatever, four minutes, eight minutes, you know, a, a whole season's worth of, film of this player without having to go through games because most people are on a time frame. So I, I just think it's fascinating and it's a great service to fans. And yeah, I think it's, it's certainly because I can't give fans what I look at. I think having this is in a lot of ways, maybe even better for the fan to be able to absorb and utilize. Uh, and, and I think give them when I sit there, for example, and evaluate a player you know, a lot of it, it's verbiage, and I don't know, it may make sense, it may not, depending on how well I describe it. But the video, if people can listen to that and then go watch a video on a website like this, all of a sudden they can maybe see, oh, I saw what he meant when he talked about this footwork and his ability to throw this route or his lack of ability here or there. So I think it's just tremendous for uh, an avenue for the fans that um, they've got going here. You know, I, I think. <clears throat> I'm really interested to see some of the, the interest that that we received already in commentary about this is 
taking it all the way down to the prep level. And obviously, you know, for the D1 athletes, which we're talking about here, but, you know, there's, there's been platforms out there. Obviously YouTube is something that everybody just pumps content to, but you know, it's, it's all spread out and it's not very well organized. And just imagine now if you are a prep athlete, right. And you have everything in a single location and, you know, and you can upload your own videos, but we'll help you curate it using our AI. If you want to, you know, index all of your social posts, because obviously we know people are going to be looking at, you know, you with like a proctal exam these days, right? Like what what makes this guy tick? Um, You know, we can, we can index all that. And so it's just, you know, it's, it's getting data is easy, right? Data is like water these days. It's just how you, can you package it? Can you index it? And then ultimately can you turn it into intelligence and say, okay, you know, this is what I'm trying to gleam from looking at all this data about this prep, you know, superstar QB, you know, and, and is this, is, you know, is the data supporting what I'm seeing with my eyes? Yes, it does. And I, and I, I think we can, you know, so I think this is just the tip of the iceberg and I, and, and I can, and I'm going to push it all the way down to, you know, college athletes are going to start making money here, right? I mean, we all know it's coming, mm-hmm. you know, it's just a matter of time. And I sort of see this as, you know, potentially part of that, right? Like, you know, I mean, people can now, if you're brands and you're trying to find talent, obviously you can do this with pro talent. But if, if you're, if, you know, if, if, if and when the NCAA and then respective conferences and schools kind of create that, that formal structure, um, boom, we, you know, there could, this could be a one-stop shop to, to learn more about the athletes. Do I really want to invest my dollars of my, you know, local car dealer to back that local, you know, college QB, stuff like that. So we're, we're excited where this goes. It just, you know, we just got to, there's so many options that we just got to, you know, figure out what, what, what are the right priorities and, you know, to service the, the right constituents. Um, but, you know, we think this stupid, simple, right out of the gates, completely open, you know, completely free, very little advertising, you know, consumer friendly approach kind of is a, a is a good uh, opening party here. Well, and, 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 and I'm sorry. Go ahead, Scott. No, go ahead, Chris. You go. No, I was going to say, just to give you an idea how far this has come, and it shows my age. When I was recruiting coordinator at LSU, what we had to do, we had to call a school. So I'd say, Ryan, Scott, whatever. I, I look, I'm. I'm interested in, in they had to in, in some high schools didn't have somebody, maybe a somebody who was a, a parent of a player that had, had a camera. They would shoot the game, usually not very good. We'd send a VHS tape, which they would have to dupe over and get to us and try to evaluate off of that today. They use systems where they they use like huddle and things mm-hmm. like that. But yep. this technology is now what happens is a coach, you know, to, hey, send me send me some tape. They'll send it and they can even send it, you know, just like like to the phone or to right to the laptop. And boom, you're sitting there watching a guy. It, it, it just it's how far we've come. And I guess it has been a long time since I was a coordinator. But it feels like yesterday. And I just think that this it opens up the door for. Um, a lot of different avenues to do things in, a, in, like you say, a more organized way, more efficient way for everybody to do their jobs. And you don't have to worry about, well, I, you know, the, my coach couldn't get enough filming in time. Boom. You can always do that because everybody has the ability now to get the film quality film to coaches that basically are high def and you can really see a lot of things and you see that. So I'm excited uh, for you guys. Ryan, is there plans to expand this to other sports, like get into the NBA draft and, and and Major League Baseball, and highlight video archives from whether it's college or or minor leagues or whatnot? 
It, absolutely. You know, we want to take it as far as we can. I mean, there's a fine balance between, uh, you know, our primary job working with the NCAA and others is to, is to help them generate in additional revenues, right, through the licensing. So I think let's just say there's, it's going to be a delicate approach, um, you know, how we take the next step. Um, but, you know, I'm confident that we will be able to get um, something done. You know, we are already talking to a few different partners um, as relates to the upcoming MBA draft. So, the simple, the simple answer is we're, we already have all this content from a, from a multitude of different sports. Um, you know, we have we have a March Madness going back, you know, I mean, I can't even count how many years with thousands and thousands of games going back just, just in March Madness alone. Um, so there's, there's a ton of content there. We just got to make sure that, you know, it, it, it works for all parties. And, we, we, you know, at the end of the day, you know, licensing content for commercial use and editorial is a pretty lucrative business for these groups. You know, we just we got to figure out what's the right monetization model if we're going to continue to open up these consumer focused portals. All right, I'm gonna put you on the spot here. Okay, going back to uh, the NFL draft and all these draft clips. The first quarterback taken after Joe Burrow will be who? Tua or Justin Herbert? Herbert. <laughs> I'm with you. I say it too, Ryan. I say it too. You know, I'm I think that Justin guy Herbert. had he had one. He had one bad game, which he looked, you know, average and pedestrian. And outside of that, I mean, that guy's that guy's a beast. You know, I just think that, you know, the commentary out of his mouth. Uh, you know, I, I spoke to somebody who's a big fan of him just a little while ago. So hopefully, you know, he's not upset. But Tua is an incredible player. You know, he, he is charismatic. But at the end of the day, I mean, I, you know, I, you know, this is not like, you know, he's got great pocket passer. He can move. He's mobile. You know, I'm a Bruin, and you know, obviously, I, I, I love Josh Rosen, but you put any Russian Josh Rosen's face, and he goes from an A-caliber quarterback to, what, a C-minus, D? So I, I, I don't see that in Herbert, and I think, you know, he, he's going to have a long career in the pros. You heard and if that, you, Chris, right? You heard it, that, Chris. It, this is, is Pac-12 bias here. He and, admitted and, to being yeah. a Bruin. This is complete Pac-12 <laughs> bias. And, and if you're pulling but about up, time, I mean, it's like, you know, we're, we're with a minority here in terms of bias. So yeah. we got to do what we can. And, and if you're pulling up video uh, on your website, you can – a, you can go to any particular series of plays or of Justin Herbert, or you can maybe go to the entire game, or you can go to Oregon as a whole. It's broken up in a lot of different ways, isn't it, for the consumption of the fan? Yeah, it is. You know, we, we want to add more data, you know, which we're hearing, but it, I think it's pretty well organized right now. Um, but, you know, the beauty of it being a website is, you know, it's not finished, and you'll continue to see every day we're adding new, like, highlight packages, we also got a demand to open up the vault for, you know, current pros. So you'll see in there, you know, a lot of, you know, you know, you know, cool footage of even Drew Brees is in there now under highlights going through, his, you know, his you know, final seasons at Purdue. So it's really cool to, to be able to look in contrast between, you know, okay, let's be, let's look at, you know, the accuracy and precision passing between some of these quarterbacks and Drew Brees, and it's right there in front of you. So wow. that, that, that stuff's pretty, pretty cool to see. I, I mean, my wheels are spinning right now. I think you should have a Heisman section and just be able to go back to go back to the Heisman trophy winners and be able to see their clips from their Heisman trophy winning seasons. I'm done. I'm taking notes as I'm listening to this. <laughs> well, Ryan, uh, we appreciate the time. Thank you so much for uh, giving us a couple of minutes here. And best of luck on this website and, and with the parent company, Veritone, as well, because it all sounds like incredible stuff, man. Thank you, guys. Thank, appreciate thank it. you, Ryan. Bye-bye. Appreciate it. We'll get back into the podcast in just a second. But with home security, there's two ways you can go about protecting your home. You can wait weeks for a technician to do a messy install that can cost a fortune 
Or you can get Simply Safe, the two-time winner of CNET Editor's Choice Award. Simply Safe blankets your whole home in safety. Outdoor cameras and doorbells alert you to anyone that's approaching. You can set up the system all by yourself, and it only takes 30 minutes. You'll have an army of highly trained security experts ready to dispatch police in a moment's notice 24-7. All for 50 cents a day with no contracts. Go to simplysafe.com slash team today, and you'll get free shipping and a 60-day risk-free trial. You've got nothing to lose, so go now and be sure to go to simplysafe.com slash team. That's simplysafe.com slash team from Simply Safe and all of us here wishing you safety and good health. I had a hurt and some other technical stuff. Yeah. A, a <laughs> damn damn thing about, it, but you know, uh, like, yeah. No, it's uh, it's pretty. I did go on there a little bit earlier. It's, pretty, it's, 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 it's you know what for like for someone that doesn't have access, like for someone like me to go and just pull up a player and start looking at clips. Pretty well, cool. Yeah, you know it's 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 a really great uh, situation for fans to be able to look because we all know that that fans need to be fed stuff. Everything you know don't have time to listen to shows or listen to podcasts like this. They need to. Well, okay, you know. It, you can't look at all the tape of the players, but you can go and look at some key highlights and get a visual of what a player looks like. I don't know how many people are aware of this, but we started years ago, and I think a lot of people, I know everybody that have, that have worked under me that's in the league does this. We have what we call, it's not a highlight tape, call it a profile tape. So as you are sitting there in draft meetings and you're evaluating a player and everybody talks about the player, you put on a tape that's, you know, 40 to 50 plays, not just of all good plays, but just a visual of what the guy is so that it, 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 you can watch one player after the next and after the next. So seeing all that kind of helps to get a visual in a comparative measure. And this is one of the things that I'm a big believer in, you know, me, enough and I can be grouchy about it, but it, it just irritates me that the draft is not about mock drafts and who my team's going to take. I try to get folks to think because everybody just regurgitates what they heard last. And it's just a lot of nonsense. It, it's just trying to get people to understand the differences between players and how one player will be a really good fit for this team, but not another. This guy's his own corner. It's not going to be a really good fit here. This guy's a three down linebacker. This guy's it's getting people to understand that and see that, you know, to do it with the written word, to do it orally where they can listen to it, but now to combine it potentially with what people can maybe look at it and see and bring them some places where they can look at it and see, it, it it meets all the senses um, that can maybe get people to have a better understanding of the game. And I know that's my mission. It's my mission of doing this podcast. It's the, the reason I do the website is to get people to think and understand. I, I know people don't want to be a scout or any, but to get to think more like a coach and a scout. If you understand the game that way, you know, it's a lot better than just well, yeah, sitting back second guessing all the time. Well, you got to understand the reason why the decision and maybe the play call or maybe the play was very well designed, but this is where it messed up. And I think giving people a visual method to that is a good way to kind of sum everything up together. So listen, I, I I'm excited for them. I think it's a great idea. 
Yep, and for more, you can head to draftclips.com, and they organize it by player, or you can go to uh, the other section, the highlights, feature highlights, where they organize it by school, or they even organize it by play type. You can look at deep touchdowns. You can look at defensive touchdowns, turnovers, big hits. It's all archived there. You get video of all the prospects getting you ready for the uh, upcoming NFL draft. More with Chris Landry and myself, Scott Seidenberg, in just a minute. I haven't really woken up until I've had my McDonald's breakfast deal. And I know this is true because before breakfast, (laughs) I put my phone in the refrigerator and couldn't find the keys that were already in my hand. Nothing gets the morning going like the first sip of an iced coffee. Get any size and any flavor for 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price and participation may vary. McDonald's. I'm loving it. And as we prepare for the uh, draft, Chris, I know you got tons of information up on LandryFootball.com. Well, we're really excited because as we've got the the draft board up, people can see a real NFL draft board and then click and listen to a real uh, scouting report uh, that's inside a draft room. That's what it sounds like. And so it gives you the, the visual of looking at it, see where the values are of the players, and to understand, again, not projecting where they're going to go, but evaluating where they are. And then obviously if you grade players correctly, you can just start to do the math and see where, Hey, these guys in the top of the second, and even in the mid second round grades, some of them going in the, in the first round, let's see how many of those are still available. Maybe one or two slip into the second. You begin to understand why teams are moving up in the draft or moving back. Because you start to see what a real work in NFL draft board looks like and why. So we're really excited about that. And obviously our notebooks every day, every day keeps everybody updated on the latest news and nuggets and kind of what's going on. Got some nuggets today about the Raiders and uh, two first round picks and what John Gruden's looking at and what he's thinking going into it. Uh, Jacksonville, for example, has got some, you know, some interesting discussions going on about Hey, they're committed to their quarterback. I have a, a, a theory of why they're floating that out there. We've got all of that. So everything going on at the pro and college game in our notebooks, um, we've got it all recruiting information on the college side. Uh, we're going to be having recruiting boards coming up this summer. So uh, a lot of good information there. So we're really excited and uh, take advantage of the scouting season discount. It's the best offer we've ever had. Absolutely. Make sure to follow Chris on Twitter at Landry Football. Follow me at Scott's on Air. And be sure to subscribe, rate, and review the College Football Film Room wherever you get your podcasts from. You can check us out on the Believe Podcast Network as well. And for more information on Ryan Stilberg or draftclips.com or the parent company Veritone, you can find all that online as well. Chris, we'll do it again next week. Hey, look forward to it, man. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.